0: Well, just as quickly as he took the stand, former President Trump is now off the stand, court is adjourned for the day. Here's what happened. Former president uh, took took the stand, he was sworn in, and his lawyer started out with one of the three questions that she said that she would ask him. She first asked him, do you view these allegations, these allegations made by E. Jean Carroll about being raped in a department store in the 1990s, as false? He said, quote, yes, I did. She said something that I considered a false accusation, TOTALLY FALSE. NOW, IT'S INTERESTING. EVEN THOUGH HE STUCK TO the, THE QUESTION THAT SHE ASKED, THE JUDGE CUT HIM OFF. AND THE JUDGE SAID EVERYTHING THAT HE SAID AFTER, AFTER, YES, I DID, IS STRICKEN FROM THE RECORD. SO IT WAS CLEAR THE JUDGE WAS GOING TO KEEP THIS AS DISCIPLINED AS POSSIBLE. THEN HE WAS ASKED IF THE STATEMENTS THAT HE MADE DENYING THIS WERE MEANT TO HURT E. Jean Carroll. TRUMP SAID, NO. I JUST WANTED TO DEFEND MYSELF, MY FAMILY, AND, FRANKLY, THE PRESIDENCY. Now, Eugene Carroll's lawyers, according to our colleagues who are in the courtroom giving us these updates, asked him a few brief questions, but then he was off the stand and the defense has rested and the jury has been able to go home for the day. They will return tomorrow to hear closing arguments, get jury instructions, and the judge expects that they will begin deliberating by lunchtime. I JUST WANT TO SAY, WELL, A LOT OF INTELLIGENT LEGAL minds are DEBATING TODAY, WILL HE TAKE THE STAND, WON'T HE TAKE THE STAND? THE ONE THING THAT EVERYONE SEEMED TO AGREE ON IS THAT IF HE GOT ON THE STAND, HE LIKELY WOULD NOT BE ABLE TO STICK WITH THE PROGRAM AND STAY WITHIN THE GUIDELINES THAT THE JUDGE HAD SET OUT. BUT IT APPEARS, AGAIN, JUST BASED ON THESE REAL-TIME UPDATES WE'RE GETTING FROM OUR COLLEAGUES INSIDE THE COURT, that Alina Haba and Trump did uh, stick within the judge's rules. She appeared to only ask him the questions she said she would, and his answers appeared to stick within the boundaries of what he is allowed to say. So that might be the real news today.
1: Elliot, your reaction to hearing all of this?
2: Again, it's important to think about what the point of this proceeding was, and it's not to relitigate the sexual assault that happened in the Bergdorf Goodman bathroom, or pardon me, that a jury found right. to have happened in the Bergdorf Goodman bathroom years ago. It is simply to assess the question of uh, damages. Now, Any questions that any attorney puts on have to be relevant to that point. If the witness is going to start wading into other areas, the judge has every right to cut him off. And that's not because of the charge nature of the charges here or this individual. The simple fact is that's not what the case is about. Um, And all the parties have agreed to stipulate to the facts that were proven or or at least established by the jury before. I think that's where this fell apart here and I, I don't think anybody should be surprised.
1: Uh, We also have with us uh, defense attorney Misty Maris, who has appeared before Judge Kaplan multiple times. Misty, hearing this very brief, uh, maybe a minute and 30-second testimony from Donald Trump, what is your reaction to this?
3: Yeah uh, well look he, he was staying within the parameters that are set by judge Kaplan and I think judge Kaplan and and again I've been in his courtroom many many times he keeps a tight courtroom there the rules are very strict he knows how to manage the attorneys the witnesses and and he's uh, well known on that front so The answers, uh, you know, were within the parameters. The questions were very, very limited. Uh, I, you know, I predicted that Donald Trump would not take the stand because of those limitations, but I do agree the relevancy of the testimony and its actual impact ultimately on this damages only case, I think is quite minimal. But, you know, we didn't see the fiery exchanges that we might've anticipated when Trump took the stand because Kaplan really keeps uh, that courtroom under control.
0: Yeah, no, he certainly does. It's, I don't know. It's, I, I wonder what you think a jury picks up from these moments. The
3: only possible relevant aspect is relating to what could be potential punitive damages. Because remember, the determination that these statements were false and defamatory, that's already been addressed. I would think the jury might be confused, especially given. THE OPENING STATEMENTS THAT MAKE IT VERY CLEAR WHAT THEIR ROLE IS AND WHAT THE ASSESSMENT IS, AND IT'S WHAT IF ANY DAMAGES uh, WERE INCURRED BY E. Gene Carroll BECAUSE OF THESE DEFAMATORY STATEMENTS. ONE THING I THINK THE DEFENSE CAN POINT OUT IN CLOSING IS THAT THE VERY, THE QUESTION OF WHEN YOU MADE THESE STATEMENTS, DID YOU BELIEVE THAT THEY WERE FALSE? AND DONALD TRUMP SAYS, YES, I DID BELIEVE THAT THEY WERE FALSE. I THINK THEY'LL TRY AND WRAP THAT UP INTO AN ARGUMENT AGAINST WHAT'S CALLED PUNITIVE (laughs) PUNISHMENT DAMAGES and that's how I see it coming into play from the defense perspective but overall I don't think the testimony itself is too impactful on the actual issues at hand.
1: So Missy, what are you anticipating from closing arguments tomorrow?
3: I think there's going to be on the on the uh, plaintiff side we're going to see all of those we saw some terrible emails. We saw um, some threats to e. Jean Carroll's life, and we're going to see all of that being laid out and applied to the law. There's different categories of damages. Uh, some of that will relate to loss of business opportunities. Some of that will relate to emotional distress, and some of that will relate to those punitive damages that we spoke about. We're going to see the plaintiffs go through and talk about why the award should be uh, you, uh, millions and millions of dollars and, and justify that using the evidence that was set forth in the trial. The defense perspective is going to do the exact opposite and talk about how uh, and point to evidence about the undercutting E. Jean Carroll's damages claims and especially attacking the prospect of punitive damages being assessed in the case.
0: Let's go now to Kara Skinner uh, there at the courthouse for more as we are getting really this minute by minute, Kara, of what happened as the former president took the stand. What can you tell us?
4: Yeah, Brianna, he was on the stand for... MAYBE FIVE MINUTES IN TOTAL. AND BEFORE HE TESTIFIED, THE JUDGE SPENT ABOUT TEN MINUTES GOING BACK AND FORTH WITH THE ATTORNEYS OVER WHAT HE WOULD PERMIT THE QUESTIONS TO BE. IT WAS DURING THAT MOMENT BEFORE THE JURY WAS IN THE ROOM THAT DONALD TRUMP SPOKE MORE THAN HE EVEN DID ON THE STAND. AND HE SAID AUDIBLY, OUT LOUD, I NEVER MET THE WOMAN. I DO NOT KNOW WHO THIS WOMAN IS. I WAS NOT AT THE TRIAL. I DON'T KNOW WHO THIS WOMAN IS. THE JUDGE TOLD HIM TO KEEP HIS voice down. Once they worked out exactly the questions that his attorney would be allowed to ask him, just three, they called the jury in. Trump went up on the stand, stood at the side, raised his hand, said he swore to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and then sat down to give his testimony. Now, his lawyer had asked him, just very quickly went through and asked him, the jury has seen your deposition in this case that was played earlier today. Asked him if he stood by that testimony. He said 100% yes. He was also then asked, did you, do, you, did you make this denial because in response to the accusation brought by Carol? He said, "Yes, I did." Considered a false accusation, the judge cut him off at that point and told the jury everything after "Yes, I did" was stricken from the record. Then Trump's lawyer asked him, "Did you instruct anyone to hurt Carol?" Trump said, "No, I just wanted to defend myself, my family, and the office of the presidency." The judge struck. Everything from that answer other than no. So saying that he, no, he never instructed anyone to hurt Carol. Then Carol's lawyer was um, beginning cross examination. She tried to ask Trump two questions. RELATING TO THE PREVIOUS TRIAL BUT THE JUDGE SUSTAINED THE OBJECTIONS ON THAT SAYING it was, not, IT WAS NOT WITHIN THE SCOPE OF THE QUESTIONING SO CAROL'S LAWYER REALLY ONLY ASKED HIM ONE QUESTION AND THAT WAS WHETHER HE ATTENDED THE FIRST TRIAL TRUMP SAID HE DID THEN TRUMP'S ATTORNEY HAD A SECOND CHANCE AT THIS SHE ASKED HIM ABOUT THAT TRIAL SAYING DID YOU HAVE COUNSEL AT THAT LAST TRIAL HE SAID I DID HAVE COUNSEL SHE WANTED TO ASK HIM IF HE Followed the advice of his counsel. We'll remember at that trial, Trump never attended a day. He didn't testify, and the judge wouldn't let Trump answer that. So, very brief appearance on the stand. Trump really just getting in that he responded that he agreed with the deposition testimony were played where they heard him say that he thought she was mentally ill and a whack job for making these allegations that he denied the allegations but the judge would not let him testify to that lively he wouldn't let him carry on in what we've seen in other courtrooms where he begins making these side comments about you know a witch hunt or making political statements or campaigning the judge very tightly controlled that and the former president Mostly abided by that. I mean, he tried to get a few other ancillary things in, but he was not able to go and give a political speech from the witness stand. He just answered these very specific questions that he made these denials in response to the accusation, um, that he never instructed anyone to harm Carol, and that he was just trying to defend himself. So, very limited from what we have seen in other cases, very tightly controlled. Uh, When Trump was leaving the courtroom, he was overheard by reporters saying, no, this is not America, this is not America. Uh, But none of that was before the jury. So now the defense has also rested their case. The judge is going over some questions between the lawyers about what they will instruct the jury. But he told the jury to come back tomorrow morning, 9.30, for closing arguments. Brianna. Right.
0: Kara Skinell, thank you for that. Uh,
1: Really fascinating detail there and and a number of things stick out. One of them Trump saying on on the stand, I I was not at that trial. Elliot, that that was by choice that he didn't participate in that first trial.
2: And again, uh, why that's the case in civil trials, a defendant does not have to be present, doesn't, it's a different proceeding than a criminal trial where a defendant necessarily would. But again, uh, people may not know that. The jury may not know that. Um, They may not be aware of it. And frankly, the jury's probably been directed and picked for the jury on account of their not knowing that much about the, the, the case. What I found interesting in all of this is that Um, We've talked a lot about the questioning of Trump, but not the Mm cross-examination. And cross has to be limited to what came up on the direct examination. The problem is, when everything that the witness says is being struck, you don't really have much that that Robbie Kaplan was allowed to question him about, and she could just ask him these yes or no questions, but even they got cut off because of the scalpel job that had to be done on everything, number one, that was asked of the former president, and number two, that he was allowed to say in response. So this was a little bit of chess from all the parties that really left with a couple,
4: on the record, just three or four words, most of which is struck that nobody else can talk about anymore.